Hello, Internet friend. I'm David Ravel, and this is Value Sign for Friday, February 10. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valuesign.com. Well, today, is there a cancer on the presidency? Strange how so many conflicts begin at sea. For America, the 19th century ended with the sinking of the battleship Maine and the start of the Spanish-American War. America entered World War I upon the sinking of the Lusitania. In World War II, it was the attack on the port of Honolulu that caused America to enter the war. In Vietnam, it was the North Vietnamese attack against the USS Maddox in the Gulf of Tonkin. In each case, American public opinion was mobilized to oppose a great wrong. Americans have always held that those forces who precipitate such wanton acts are evil. Not a word that we'd like to use very often. But when brute force is used against innocent bystanders, Americans have universally condemned such actions. As you can see, America has gone to war to defend the rights and privileges of those who were attacked. The innocent passengers on the Lusitania the soldiers and sailors on the Maine, the Pacific Fleet, and the Maddox, all were caught unawares by an enemy who chose to attack without provocation. Like an ordinary street criminal who lashes out for no apparent reason, these kinds of attacks can have far-reaching ramifications. War should always be a last resort, but when an enemy attacks from out of the blue, sometimes we have no alternative but to defend ourselves. But what if we are the enemy? What if the United States is the power that initiated an unwarranted attack, an attack which could put at risk thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of innocent people? Such was the attack that destroyed the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines, pipelines which supplied much-needed oil and gas to Europe, energy that they would use to heat their homes and cook their food energy that now is gone and leaves many to forage for firewood and other primitive methods of heating. So far, this has been a mild winter, but who's to say that that will continue, or if the alternative can be found in time before the next winter comes? Writing in a column in the open-source website Substack, Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter Seymour Hirsch presented the unnerving possibility that the perpetrator of this wanton act of destruction was our own president and his administration. It's an incredible allegation, and that's all it is right now, an allegation. A thought so dark that I can understand that many will want to just turn away and not confront even the possibility of such a thing. But we must not turn away. We must steel ourselves to pursue the truth, no matter where it may lead. The future of our country lies in our ability to maintain the rule of law, no matter who the offender may be. For those of us who were around back then, we remember the special agony that was the Watergate scandal and the impeachment of Richard Nixon. It was a traumatic event which seemed to impact every aspect of our lives. It was topic number one for every conversation. As a stockbroker back then, it cast a pall over the financial markets, which seemed to just drift lower day by day. In a word, it was a depressing time to live through. But it was absolutely necessary 
that we excise this cancer. Those aren't my sentiments. They're the sentiments of John Dean, then White House legal counsel, as he explained to Richard Nixon the issues. Quote, I think that there is no doubt about the seriousness of the problem we've got. We have a cancer, close to the presidency, that's growing. It's growing daily. It's compounding. It grows geometrically now because it compounds itself. Unquote John Dean, June 17, 1972. Dean goes on to say how the Nixon White House was now open to blackmail, that staff members might have to perjure themselves in order to not divulge the wrongdoings within the administration. If Hirsch is correct, and the current administration played any part in the destruction of the Nord Stream pipelines, then those same forces are being unleashed now. The president and those involved would be subject to the same kind of blackmail that John Dean was describing. And in order to protect the president, various secretaries and agency heads might be forced to perjure themselves in order to avoid disclosing incriminating evidence. It is a slippery slope that the president finds himself on, one that won't be cleared up until we find out who really did destroy those pipelines. If innocent of all these allegations, then President Biden ought to be the most vocal proponent of a thorough investigation, one that would prove his innocence and the innocence of his administration. That would certainly be the best outcome for the country and for our people. But to accomplish that will require that we all roll up our sleeves and demand that an investigation begins right now. And that's the value side for Friday, February 10. For all of our articles and podcasts, visit valueside.com. I'm David Ravel. ValueSide is independently written and researched. The views expressed are strictly my own.